I always assumed naively that doing the right thing would feel good and it doesn't <laughs> turns out it doesn't and invariably the best thing is the hardest and the most painful which is really annoying I feel like it should feel better I'm told it will eventually but I'm like oh, when this is it actually take a sip and grab a seat because this is it we're back this is season three, actually. How fun is that? Well, I don't know about you, but it's really fun for me. We have managed to make two seasons with 81 episodes and 313 guests. And when I say we, I mean you and me, because I'm nothing without your stories. This season is already full of unbelievable guests and wild and thoughtful and heartbreaking and heart-fulfilling stories. When I was thinking about making this first episode back, I really wanted it to be with someone special, which is kind of a broad place to start, I realize, but that is exactly how I would describe my very first guest of season three. Her name is Lou, and she has created her own world of positivity, female empowerment, graciousness, gratitude, and community. It all started with a clothing swap, and now she's about to drive across the country in a green leopard print bus named after her mom, stopping in cities to meet new people, talk about liberation and sex and self-love, and throw a massive party in each place. I cannot tell you how much I loved this conversation. If you could have seen me, I spent most of our chat with my mouth hanging wide open because she is everything I wish I had more of, and it was life lesson after soundbite after zinger, and she is living very unapologetically. Talk about a girl crush. Lou's mission is to create a space for women to come together and empower them to find fresh and exciting new ways to live life. Growing into middle age with optimism and energy founded in gratitude, truth, and a celebration of joy. Lou and Luland is a place to inspire us to shake our lives up, step out of our comfort zones, and it's a place to feel all the feels. Everyone is welcome. I hope you love our chat as much as I did. Buckle up. This is Lou inviting me into Luland, actually. Hi, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm wonderful, and I'm so happy to see you. Of course, no one can see you, but we were talking about how we were going to come dressed down and... Your hair is in a towel, but it's the most fabulous towel. I mean, you look amazing. So <laughs> your dress down is definitely different than mine, but it's lovely to see you. <laughs> oh, well, I have a thing. If I get hit by a bus, I always want to go down looking good. I don't think I'm going to get hit by a bus in the bathroom, but you know, a global pandemic could strike at any moment. I've got to look good. <laughs> That's what my mom used to say. My mom, we lived in this small little town. She knew everybody. Everyone knew she was married to the general store's owner. Um, and every time she left the house to go to the bank, she put on a lip. And I said, what are you doing? Like, you're just going downtown. And she said, right. oh, no, no, no. You never know who you're going to run into. And I will not be caught without a lip. And that was her rule. So I totally get it. So I'm with mom. I'm all, all about that. Amazing. <laughs> so I found you on social. And I think... <laughs> It was a video of you uh, came across my For You page. I believe that you might have been roller skating in a bathing suit, if that is correct. Possibly. I, I, I mean, you're lucky I had a bathing suit on, to be honest. I've, there's been naked, there's naked episodes on there. Go I <laughs> love it. I saw you and I went, okay, I'm in. Who is this fabulous person that I need in my life? So can you tell me who is Lou? I think I confuse people terribly. They're like, what? 
I think a lot of the confusion comes because I'm British, obviously, but I live in Portland in Oregon and we moved here seven years ago for my husband's job. There was me, my husband and my son who was 10 and, and is now 17. So we lived in Brighton and my husband worked for a design agency up in London and commuted, committed to the commute. And we wanted to shake some shit up. Oh, I didn't check if it was all right to swear. It's totally fine. I swear, I love it. <laughs> I should come with some kind of waiver. Yeah, so um, we decided we needed to shake some things up and uh, moved out here. He had a transfer. I wasn't convinced about Portland when he suggested it. I had re- barely even heard of Oregon. It didn't sound dreadfully glamorous. I had sort of LA or San Francisco or New York in my mind. We are pretty outdoorsy. We love snowboarding and camping. So when we came out for a look around to see if it's something we fancy, we fell in love with it straight away. It's just such a beautiful part of the world. I mean, it's just stunning. And we've been here seven years. It's been quite the ride. No one saw Trump coming, which was quite something else. Uh I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And that is a large part of why I have now decided to go home. My husband and I ended our sort of romantic chapter of our marriage, if you like, during COVID, just about finished us off. We've lost each other along the way, which has been tragically sad for everyone. But it's a new chapter for me. So I'm in the middle of embarking on that right now. I'm also a stylist, an influencer. I don't know. Instagram's just gone a bit crazy lately. During COVID, I started doing lockdown with Lou and Lou Land. Women just started coming to me and enjoying the confidence and the fun. And I had started on my own path towards sort of more confidence in myself. And the more women came, the more confidence I found. So I've kind of really grown with my Instagram community and they're watching me grow and watching me spread my wings to the point where I'm now going on a US tour and taking Lou and Luland out on the road. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Well, and I was going to ask you about your confidence because... I could definitely use a little bit of it. And I think all of us, especially in these last couple of years, have we lost ourselves so much. And I love hearing that you you got it from other women too, because I feel very empowered by people's stories. That's why I do this podcast. That's a big part of of it. But you must have been a confident person before that. My dad is a vicar. He was a minister. So I grew up as the vicar's daughter with all the attention on me you know, and very high expectations in place. It's a bit like celebrities' daughters. They always go shoplifting. I actually didn't shoplift, though, but I slept with all the boys and (laughs) stole money from the collection plate. I was terribly naughty. Living in a vicarage is amazing because you never know who was... A vicarage is where the minister lives. In England, you get one attached to the job. So we live in these amazing houses. The salary is pathetic, but we had these fabulous houses. The door would go. It would be somebody whose mother had died or whose husband was sick or somebody who was pregnant and didn't know what to do or somebody who was homeless looking for a, for a bus ticket to the next town and would knock on the door looking for help or an MP would come by, you know, so I never knew who I was opening the door to. <laughs> and so I grew up speaking to just about anybody from all walks of life. And while moving, we moved quite a lot as a child. And while I think that gave me, it gave me all the best bits of me, the confidence and, you know, I can chat to anyone in a room. It also gave me quite a lot of doubt and self-doubt. And, you know, I was very unsettled because never sort of stayed anywhere for very long. The confidence has grown as I got older. I just found myself giving less and less fucks about things. My son's sort of grown up and I'm like, growing up, he's 18. I mean, he's a long way from grown up. (laughs) It's terrifying that he could actually be out in the world by himself, quite frankly. Can't even wake up to his alarm in the morning. But, um, (laughs) you know, I look at him and I'm like, oh, okay, he's okay. And you can start to see this little human that you've been part of creating. So that gave me a bit of confidence. And then coming, moving to America, I think it's helped. And I've met so many badass women here. Uh, 
people here, Americans, you can say a lot about the Americans, but my experience as a very privileged white woman is just encouragement and positivity and support. And, you know, I always use this story where you could say to a British, you could say to a British person, you know, I've come up with an idea for this business. I'm going to open a pink three-legged llama farm and um, a British person would go would tell you 10 reasons why it wouldn't work oh well I mean that wouldn't work no no Americans would go oh my god that's such a good idea let me introduce you to my friend who's got a pink llama and let me tell you this and why don't you stay in my cabin and to be surrounded by people like that who just want to help you and it's very American so yeah and I've met so many good women I, I met a bunch of women we're all here mostly through either the, either their jobs or their husband's jobs so we're all sort of there are some Americans who are who are hit from here but I think we're bonded in this sort of like seven-year girl gang so we've made the most of every minute because we know we won't all be together forever we're all going to eventually move because none of us will, will stay here so we've had the most amazing experience we've, we've hiked the Grand Canyon we've you name it we've we've done it we've made the most of of that and so my hike squad have been a massive part of how I've got to this point see I told you I go on I love it I love it it's beautiful I'm just sitting here with like hearts in my eyes for you I think I want to move uh, and I'm always like wait how do you do that it's so scary you know I have no intentions of staying in Toronto for the rest of my life no. my kids are getting grown-ish they're not quite there um, but they're close the two teenagers but yeah that that feeling of sort of freedom to be able to do that and to go somewhere new, but to be able to find the people. Oh my gosh. That's what I'm so scared of leaving. Right. So being able to do that, what a beautiful thing. And I think it absolutely does help in confidence for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I see, you know, lots of women, we're programmed to be, we're programmed to fear change. It's sort of, you know, it's even, they even call menopause the change. Like it's a, it's a bad thing. It's not your period stop. A duh. It's bloody brilliant. You know, and I know obviously it's different for everyone. You know, women are forced into it early or don't have any choice or, you know, but it's, you know, it can be, it's up to you. See that what I do with Instagram is try and show people there are other ways. You don't have to be stuck and you don't have to fear it. There are other ways. It can be awful. There's, you know, there's bits and bobs, hot flushes, dry vaginas, a bit of, you know, it's a bit tricky exciting thing now is just women are talking about it which is amazing and I love it and there's more and more coming to the table and talking out loud and you know social media is the, is the devil and the deep blue sea isn't it it's awful but it's also connected us in a way that we've never been able to do before and that's exciting and then there's lots of women sort of you know getting out there and speaking their truth and and helping women connect which is what I just absolutely love doing because often you know people are like what's happening at the party I'm like a bunch of women are coming and the rest will take care of itself. <laughs> right, right. Start there. <laughs> Start there. Okay, so, so far, Lou has me wanting to move, start a women's hiking group, make videos of myself dancing in my skivvies, have a dad for a vicar, and throw parties for absolutely no reason except for people to show up. I keep waiting for that more confidence with age thing to kick in. I swear it must be coming. I was pretty confident in my 20s, or at least that's how I remember myself when I look back at pictures or I remember stories, but maybe it was less about confidence and more about being self-consumed because I felt like I was finally living life for me and I was being a little irresponsible, but isn't that kind of how it should be? Never hurting anyone, but doing what I want when I want because I can? Yes, please. 
When Lou and her husband decided to end their romantic chapter, she took a look around her life and her wardrobe, and she knew she needed to make a change. I feel like we've all been there at some point or another, some of us more than once, but sometimes we don't know what that change is, so we just carry on, make decisions, and on the fly, go moment by moment. For Lou, it began with a clothing swap. One of the things I do, which I really love, and I've done for years, clothes swaps. I went to one once um, as a guest, and then I, I set them up for the school. I started doing them for the PTA and raising money, and I charge people like 20 dollars to get in and you had to bring a packet of sanitary products to the local period charity and the way I do it is I get all the women to drop off all their their clothes before the party so they drop them off for the week preceding the party and I've got a team of people with we're so good at it now we've got really good at it we've got a bunch of rails and hangers and we hang all the clothes and we make it look beautiful and then the women arrive on the night of the party now without fail nearly all of the women have messaged me and said I don't know. Will there be anything that I like? Will people want my swaps? Is there anything in my size? My bum's really big. I'm really embarrassed. I don't think there'll be anything that fits me. No one's going to want my shit. I'm like, please, just give me anything you were going to give to the charity shop and come. And so they all arrive a little bit nervous. And, you know, I give everyone an hour to look around the clothes. So they go through the clothes and they can try things on. And I change the whole bedroom into a changing room. So all the women are in there in the mirrors trying things on. But then after an hour, they have to put everything back but you notice all these women, they're like hiding the dress that they want or the sequin pants that they found. And they're like smuggling them under, underneath the coat. And I just sit back and laugh to myself. I see it going on. So at the hour, I make everybody put everything back and then I make them all go up a far end of the room. And then I basically do a big countdown and then blow a whistle. And oh every bitch of themselves and everyone starts running and they're all like grabbing the stuff. And it's mad for about 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden... It sort of calms down and all the women sort of gradually gravitate to the changing room with their huge piles of clothes. All of a sudden, you've got a house full of women in their underwear trying stuff on. And they realise that the thing that they hid under the sofa Mm. and were so desperate for actually looks like shit. And so they go to the woman next to them. Why don't you try it? It'll look good on you. And you've got this energy in a room of all these women stripped down to their underwear, just going, you look awesome. Oh, my God, it's amazing on you. You have this. Oh, my God, this would look great with that. And these women's faces who were so full of doubt and didn't want to come and just leave with new mates, loads of new clothes, and I had a whole experience. But the magic of it is, because the clothes are free, you just pay the $25 to get in, it does something to, to women. They'll try things that they wouldn't go and spend 150 quid on. Like They'll try the green dress that they don't think's their colour. And they try it on, they go, oh my God, I look great in green. And you're like, Ooh. And off they go with a happy green dress in something they've never worn and you know, would never have tried. So that magic, that changing room clothes swap magic is what I try to do with Lou and Luland. It's sort of like get everybody excited and try new things and just see what happens because you just never know. You never know. That made me cry. That's I cry at ah. anything, but that made me cry. The thought of these women, you're right. I've definitely been one of them. And then mm-hmm. sort of stripping down and also looking around and seeing all the different body types and then mm-hmm. encouraging other people, right? Because for some reason we can't do that for ourselves. But when I look at someone no. else and see their beauty, yes, that green dress would look amazing on you. That's a mm-hmm. really special thing to be able to put together and to create Mm -hmm. with women that is that's really special wow Mm. and then the best is 
uh, for weeks afterwards, people send me pictures of themselves wearing all their new stuff and like, oh my God. And so that's how um, I started renting out my wardrobe. I did Lou and Lulan's vintage shopping tours of Portland for a little while through Airbnb experiences. And I would pick people up in my truck and I drive them around to all the best vintage stores and um, help style them up and try and encourage them to try new styles. So that was really fun. And I met people from all over the world, men, women, couples, all sorts. It was so much fun. And I got to know all the vintage shop owners all around Portland. And I'm a terrible shopaholic. I've gone through terrible phases of of too much shopping but it was okay because it was vintage or secondhand and it was only $12 so anyway I've ended up with this humongous wardrobe of clothes and I got to a point where I was like I'm overspending again I was running myself into debt again and I was like you've got to turn this around so taking the clothes spot magic and taking what I'd learned from meeting all these people from all over the world for the tours I started Lou and Lulan's Rent My Wardrobe. It's also trying to be more sustainable as a stylist as well and just encourage people to shop what they already owned and restyle things that they already had rather than just buying more fast fashion. And um, I thought it would all be online. I thought people would order by, you know, book things by mail order. And I went out and bought loads of envelopes and postage and cute things to put in the envelope. And people wanted to come and try stuff on. So I was like, shit, my wardrobe's awful. So I quickly painted. We've got this random area in this house that we rent still in Portland. We've been in the same rental for all these years. I painted it all out, bought a bunch of rails, stuck it all on and created this like crazy wardrobe. And so women come to rent clothes for weddings. Oh, I rented a gold dress to a woman who is eloping to New York. She went off in gold cowboy boots and a gold dress. It was so good on a big fur coat. Amazing. And, um... People going to weddings in Hawaii. People come to me for like a costume party. And I'm like, these are my actual clothes. You're <laughs> just going to say here. that. That's it's right. like, it's so funny. People are like, why are you dressed like that? This is just how I dress. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is it, I'm afraid. I go to a costume party and people are always disappointed. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> but also the, the clothes get to have their own outings too. Because there's some really special pieces and I just got given the most insane pink ballroom dancers thing and it's all fringed and it's so amazing so now I've added Dancing with the Stars to my list of goals for 2023. You might as well I can see you on that show. <laughs> I mean so when I read the story of Rent My Wardrobe I was just enthralled and I love it so much because I love when someone sort of has an idea forced from something else. So, you know, obviously you needed to do something because you were spending too much money and you were trying to be Mm -hmm. eco-friendly. And then all of a sudden it's this whole new venture. When people come into the studio and they're trying on the clothes and, and, you know, the big costumes, as they're saying, I'm assuming you're getting to learn their story. Like you must be hearing amazing stories. This is what I love. And this is also part of what I love dressing the way I dress because Mm -hmm. people talk to me. People talk to me all day long. I had an, an elderly lady following me. Well, I was like, she's following me around the supermarket. <laughs> anyway, I got to the cake stand and I'm sort of like looking at her and she went, I do hope you don't mind me following you. It's your sunglasses. They just make you look so friendly and I want to say hello. Mm. And I was like, ended up having a really long chat to her, which I love. And I meet people I wouldn't normally meet in life. I meet people I don't like, who, but also teach me amazing things. Right. But it always sparks conversation and people are like, who are you and what do you do is usually what I get. And I'm like, well, I'm out there empowering women to wank and take care of themselves. That always, (laughs) then I would get the conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. 
I don't know. And then when I'm out doing my crazy Instagram videos and we're filming those in public, we just, we have to allow an extra hour for stopping and chatting to people because people just stop and watch and want to know what you're doing. But it's amazing because it means I get to tell all these people what I'm doing. And so it does spark conversations because then they take a picture of me and they post it. And it's not about me, but it's just keeping the conversation going and introducing people to giving them access to other resources and other women. And so that's why the tour just felt like a natural sort of next step for me. Well, natural. I don't know if buying a 1983 vintage RV and taking off around America is natural next step. <laughs> well, I saw the bus and thought that sounds like a good idea, Lou. Let's go for it. <laughs> Let's just do it. You're just doing it. I think that is the hugest. I don't even like to use the word inspiration, but for lack of a better word, that really is very inspiring, especially in the phase that we're in in our lives, right? Yeah. And I mean, I couldn't afford it. I saw the bus. I saw a bus. I didn't see that one. I saw an old Greyhound bus and it was badly painted, but it had been converted into a camper. And this is absolutely 100% true story. I saw it on the way back from a hike. It was in a really bad spot. Um, my husband and I, we separated during COVID, like I said, but we're still living in the same house, which is incredibly brutal. I'm hoping it's going to end up being a, a good decision. We've been trying to uncouple, consciously uncouple, which has taken a lot of hard work. And honestly, it's very tricky. And if you can find that much grace for each other in separation, you should probably stay together, to be fair. But it was a rough period. He was actually away. And I, I saw the bus and was like, maybe I should just buy the bus and live in the bus because I'm not sure I can stay right. on the same roof. And we were laughing about that. And then I came back and I went, I don't know freaking buy a bus I could go take Lou and Lou and tour and that was it and then about an hour later I'd had a joint and a gin and tonic and there was an almighty storm and a tree blew down we live in a forest and a huge humongous tree blew down fell between my house and the neighbor's house clipped the roof I'll never forget the sound for as long as I live I was like it's a side it's a side (laughs) it just missed me if it had fallen on the house I'd be dead so I'm like this is sign buying the bus and so I didn't want that bus. Following weekend, only four days later, I went on a hike. We had a hike squad weekend and we were going around the local volcano, as you do. And I was talking to one of the squad and she said, oh, I've got a friend down in Arizona. Some guy's doing up a vintage RV on her property. And I think it's pretty cool. Do you want me to get your pictures? I was like, yeah, go on then. Anyway, sent me the pictures and, and that. My friend is Susie. I crowdfunded her. I quickly drew up a plan. And I sent it to friends and families and brands that I'd worked with. And I sold seats on the bus. I sold them for $1,000. That's how I raised the money for her. And I bought a one-way ticket to Arizona. And I got to the field and I took one look at her. And I burst into tears and sat on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck am I even going to get it back to Oregon? It's like massive. (laughs) But you know what? I literally did a crying video on Instagram going I'm all a bus and I don't know what I've done oh my god anyway I went to bed in tears really genuinely terrified and freaking out and I all my friends had wanted to come with me they were welcome welcome and I'd been batting them away saying no I I want to do this for myself like I really want to do it by myself it's really important for me that I just go and do it by myself I'm like they go why am I here on my own where are my fucking friends that I need them oh my god anyway woke up the next morning and the video had gone crazy and every message was like Oh my Lord, God, yes, go girl, you've got this, we've got you. It sounds really pathetic, but 
you know, I was like, you're right, I can bloody do it. I'm off, right, let's go. And off I went and it's been amazing. <laughs> I feel like such a badass behind that wheel. It's unbelievable. And then, you know, obviously we had a few issues with her, which was just hilarious. And everyone's like dying. <laughs> just, course, she yeah, it's, you think it's going to be smooth, but no. I have a friend that did the same thing. She went out to Saskatchewan and went, went by herself, left her family, and she was going to drive this back. And you know, first night in the middle of Saskatchewan was very, very flat and it was very, very dark and it broke down. And she was like, what have I done? But now it's back. Her name is Wanda. She's madly in love with this, this bus. Um, so it ends up being the right thing. But I think sometimes you got to go through that, you know, the mucky muck, as I say, to get to the other side. But I believe in the tree. I believe the tree falling was the sign. I'm 100% with you. It was a sign for something. I mean, <laughs> it was just too much. Bloody damn tree, honestly. So here we are. <laughs> and so tell me about this tour. What will happen on this tour? Look, I keep laughing at myself. I'm like, there's no way you could just like, you know, go, my marriage has ended and it's tragically sad. My son's leaving home. Your mother's just died. Why don't you just get a few boxes, put the things that you really want to take home and just go home? Oh, no, I have to go buy a vintage RV and like go on a tour around America singing and dancing before I leave. I'm like, fuck if I'm getting on that plane, leaving, going home single and I'm sad <laughs> I'm like no that's not happening let's create a song and a dance on the way out so I'm going to leave Portland probably towards the end of June and I'm going to stop in San Francisco and LA Austin New Orleans but I'm not going to do an event there I don't think Nashville and then I'm going to go up to Washington and then there'll be an event in New York so and then, of course, there'll be the journey within the journey, trying to get to all those places and hope I don't break down on the way. So each of those spots, what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll into town a bit like a bit of a traveling circus ro roving festival. I already have quite a lot of followers have been in, in my direct messages going, oh, my auntie in Sonoma has a vineyard. Would you like to hold your event there? So I'm sort of finding venues like that. There'll be a whole weekend of Lou and Lou landing. So there's going to be a dance party, a clothes swap. There's going to be a, a workout. I'm going to partner with local fitness people. There's going to be an inspirational panel of speakers and, you know, women's gathering. There's going to be a hike squad. So there'll be a whole sort of like weekend. There's going to be a positivity workshop and loads and loads and loads of photos. <laughs> and come incredible. aboard Susie. I've been working on sponsorship for the tour. So I have signed with Fun Factory, um, who are a vibrator brand, and they're going to be, they're one of my main sponsors for the tour. So they're going to be all the events, there's going to be so many giveaways, they're going to be all over the bus. Well, not vibrators themselves, but the, you know, <laughs> and they also have an you know, amazing range of sex experts. So there's going to be some fun sex workshops along the way, especially, you know, around menopause sex and middle-aged sex, particularly, and, you know, married sex or lack of married sex. Did an evening the other week. It was amazing. You see, when you bring women together, it's, most women are like, you know, oh, I don't want to have sex. You know, my sex drive's gone. And then there's other women who are like, you know, I can't keep my husband off me. He's driving me mad. <laughs> uh, you know, women are careful what you wish for. because Every right. problem was that it was amazing. Every problem was was out there. It was so good. We could have talked for five nights. So once everyone had got going, it was like, whoo. When I go on the tour, I'm going to have a series of co-pilots that are friends and some sponsors are going to come with me for legs a bit because I think that, you know, celebrities are great, but I know so many badass women have done so many badass things and the best women are just normal women That's who you right. can relate to. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to have a series of co-pilots who are going to be in charge of, you know, 
waving me into parking spots and keeping a journal and you know filming me and making me sure making sure I look cute <laughs> absolutely yes you need that you need and that doc- <laughs> documenting all the uh, bre- mechanics that we will meet along the way <laughs> <laughs> okay well I'm gonna try to figure out how I can get myself to one of these cities it sounds like the most magical magical journey and once people start like you said you know once they start talking you resonate. I mean, you were just talking about, I'm also divorced. I'm a single mom. My mom was also passed away. It changed my life. You know, mm-hmm. when you hear that in somebody else, that's what allows you to start talking. And that mm-hmm. is how we find obviously human connection and we need it now more than ever. So mm-hmm. you're creating this thing through clothes, of course, and, and through you and your personality and, and your presence, but it's so much bigger than that. And, and so you much more. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. and it's crazy I mean my Instagram really started as pictures of, of my coffee and my salad and you know whatever nice hike and it's just sort of like it's grown into a full-blown mission every now and again I'm like god shut up you sound like a feel like a cross between Priscilla Queen of the Desert and Billy Graham like <laughs> preaching from my bus I plan to drive through the Bible Belt in Texas throwing vibrators and condoms out of Absolutely. the bus like that <laughs> it's get a bit disruptive down there shake some shit up as we go so my dad's my dad's like I'm very worried about you I'm very worried I, I'm they're mad in Texas I'm very worried about you he said I've had a great idea I think every town you go to you should go and and get a fireman you should visit the fire station because all your ladies will love the firemen and then you could get firemen in the bus with you on the journey and it would be a really good story and I'm like dad this is a self-love women empowerment tour I don't need a fireman although I kind of like the idea a little bit but also it's not the it's worst not really, idea <laughs> it's not really the message like, I'm gonna get, invite a strange man in to protect me but, right um, also that may work <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's not the worst idea and I appreciate his father's love I mean, he'll want you to drive very quickly through the state of Texas but yes I think having the big bulky man to protect us is not necessarily the point not really the message yeah <laughs> so he doesn't really laugh but he's yes he's very worried about the whole thing I mean, my poor dad, he doesn't even know what to, what to do with me. I mean, with Fun Factory, I'm going to be bringing out my own vibrator, which uh-huh. is because I haven't told anybody yet. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to, but anyway, leave it in. So my poor father's like, can't even believe it. But he's also quite, he's quite proud of me, but doesn't quite know what to do with it all. Of course. Absolutely. When I started getting tattoos, my mom hated them, hated them, hated them. And then as she knew they weren't going away and I was going to continue getting more. I remember walking down the street of our, the main street of our hometown and we came across sort of two old, old biddies that she knew and, and, and loved. And I sort of was keeping my back a little bit turned cause I didn't have sleeves at that point. It was sort of on my back and she was, she kind of put her arm back and, and pulled me forward and it was okay. She kind of wanted them to see it. And I went, well, wait a second. What, what is your, Aww. what is your actual feeling? But I think there is that concern because you're a parent, but then also kind of like, all right, this is a little bit badass okay. and I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. He's so funny. He, he loves that. I've called her Susie, of course. It's lovely that I've called her Susie because people ask why she's called Susie. And then I get to talk about mum, which is really nice and, and tell her story too. So that's super sweet. Oh, the other exciting thing is I'm wrapping her. I'm wrapping her in green leopard print. She's going to be giant print. <laughs> so all the sponsors are going to go on there. And the fun, you know, the funniest thing is, so I spoke to a few sort of, you know, marketing experts, you know, and I'm like, where do I put sponsors? What's the most, is, is one side more valuable than the other side? Like, how do I right. like, work this out? This is obviously going to fund the tour so I can put on the events and things like that. And uh, 
the back is the most valuable because oh. everyone's going to be behind me because I'm so close. <laughs> That's amazing. It makes me absolutely tired when I realised that. I was laughing for the ages. So oh that's so gosh. funny, yeah. Everyone's I sitting behind it. me going, fuck off out the way. <laughs> Get your foot down. When I got in her, my overwhelming feeling was, I'm never going to have nothing to do again. Like, it's such a big project he purchased even. Right. I don't even ask how much he takes to fill up because it's, yeah, don't ask. I've got a party on Friday. Come meet Susie. Went to get see her yesterday because I was doing up the bedroom and um, she won't start. I'm oh, like, no. It's like, it's pouring as rain in Portland. She used to live in Arizona. She's so unhappy. She's just damp. She's damp. We're all damp. Everyone's damp in Portland. I'm like, oh my God. So she'll be so happy Grace- when she gets her new outfit, though. She'll, you'll, you'll, that's when she'll know she's home when you dress her up. <laughs> right. So she'll be all right when she's got leopard. She'll be invincible with a leopard print on. So just to recap, Lou bought a giant RV that she couldn't really afford. She went with a friend to pick it up in Arizona and drive it back to Portland. She is decking it out in green leopard print and giant sponsor laminates, and she will be driving it across the country, making stops in chosen cities to throw parties and swap clothing and dance and hike and sex educate all along the way. So yeah, it's official. I'm not really living. Lou posts a lot of videos in the name of self-love and encouraging us to be our most ridiculous selves. She's not so subtly saying that we should worry less about how we look or rather embrace the outrageous sides of ourselves. I'm not sure I have an outrageous side, but after our chat, I'm definitely willing to try and dig a little bit of it up. There's a video of Lou trying to get on a floaty in a bathing suit bottom and heels only. She's struggling to turn around without falling into the pool, and it is pure joy on water. I've tried to imagine what a day in the life of Lou would look like. Seems to me they're all just a little bit different, and maybe she's not even sure what's in store for her on any given day, but she's doing it and living it and letting it find her while she just continues on as her badass self. I wish for all of us that kind of freedom and delight and deliciousness in life. What makes up a perfect day for you? If you could have your perfect day, what does that look like? Oh my God, my perfect day. (gasps) Gym number one, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Start the day. If it's not the gym, then a hike or there's a mad set of stairs nearby here. There's like 240 stairs. It's got to be some sort of physical exercise. It just gets my head right. And it helps my aging bones and body. And, you know, I feel stronger mentally and physically you know aging is brutal Jesus it really it is. is it really is um it just gives me some control like CrossFit which is wicked fun and it's you know I love being in a gym with loads of kids who are a lot younger than me and giving them a good run for their money and they think I'm hilarious but I found some really amazing people in there because you all do the same workout so you're kind of like bonded together in this vile mm-hmm. moment every day and it's really good and everyone's so supportive the CrossFit community is so supportive you know no one leaves till the last person's finished and mm. it's really supportive and there's all different ages in there it's one of the places I go where I like being a little bit older because I have no interest in competing with the 20 they're all like worrying about each other in the way right. so I'm just chatting you know I'm chatting away in the corner and you know next to a mum who's wetting her pants because we've just done some <laughs> jump rope and, you know it's like it's, it's really fun and then of course there are lots of nice 29 year olds who regularly take their t-shirts off and so I can't <laughs> complain about being surrounded by people who look really really good it's like all right then (laughs) if I have to (laughs) and then I like brunch brunch is my favorite 
an American thing. I mean, they do do it in England, but not like you lot brunch. Particularly in Portland, they love a brunch. They'll queue for hours. I find that weird. But a good breakfast with a friend, then go on to a bar and meet someone for dinner. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, probably, oh, I, you know what? I really enjoy making my reels. I really enjoy making my reels. I enjoy being out there and just call it twatting, which is in England, we call each other a twat quite a lot. So I call it twatting. <laughs> dragging my my friend the duchess around with me who's my photographer i mean lou and Lulan would not be anything without her she's like she crawls in the dirt to get my best angle she is such a good friend such a partner in lou and Lulan. she has no interest in having any part of it glory nothing but she is i don't know what i'm gonna do without her giving right. me in the remote control i mean I don't know what I'm going to do in England. I'm not going to have fancy mountains to climb up or Palm Springs houses two hours away. I mean, the feed could take a turn. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is location, location, location. I thought you were in Venice. I I didn't know where you were, but by, you know, all of the color and, and the, you know, the palm trees and the, outdoors I thought oh yeah for sure she's somewhere in California I was just down I do I do some work with the Irwin Hotel they invited Mm. me to stay once and we fell in love with each other and I love it so I'm doing a big event there in April doing Lucella (laughs) 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 at the hotel we're just it's all Lou and Lou Landy we're doing beach party and we've got an amazing panel of women coming and some sex workshops with Fun Factory and yeah a dance party on their roof terrace and things so that's gonna be really fun so I'm all over the place so I'd gone down there I was talking to Fun Factory as well they're based down there Mm. and so I'd gone down to look at my breakers and I mean I don't know how I've managed to make this my life but there we go well done me well done you I was just going to say that (laughs) I mean I can't believe it I can't it just makes me laugh I said in an interview recently I'm like I call myself a professional wanker encouraging women to wank and getting a share of vibrator sales it's like I just gee I'm a genius so funny I had an amazing direct message the other day so I you know I said to you that I'd done that um, I did that talk last week about um, Mm. masturbation and middle age and menopause I got a message from uh, one of the women who'd come Um, her boyfriend texted me and went I don't know what you said to my girlfriend but I just wanted to thank you she came home and demanded that she get laid and she wanted an orgasm when she got home so I just wanted to say thanks my work is done That's my work it. is done my work How is wonderful done. is that that is truly that is honestly so wonderful when I get a message it's like I've been to the gym I say I was laughing this morning telling someone I said I've got so many people to start CrossFit I should be on a retainer but I love it that they, they then all message me constantly they were like, they're like I lifted 120 pounds today or I just ran a mile and they all keep me up to date with their progress and I love it so much nothing makes me happier I don't know what I do but people always say give us permission to mm. do things and I don't really know what I do I think it's just because I'm a twat <laughs> well we're learning by example because just even there's the video of you and and you were trying to get on the floaty um <laughs> And I was loving it, of course, and thought, I'm not that brave. And it's not even about being brave about getting on a floaty. It's just the way in which it was and that you put it out there. So I agree with that sentiment. You're giving permission because if you're doing it, then it means I can do it too. I don't know if you saw the one I did with the green tufts of grass last week. 
oh my god well I was looking through the video and I there's one point where I go down in a little wiggle and the and my one that's covering up my downstairs kitty cat just goes Poof! and flies, flies <laughs> off it's so funny but I spent so long trying to get an emoji because I want to post it because it's so funny but it needs such a massive emoji to cover my vagina because I wiggle down <laughs> it's and that's one thing that the duchess has got really good at she just happens to always be there at the wrong moment to get the behind the scenes comedy action well we definitely <laughs> owe her our gratitude then because i was wondering who it was and it's definitely she is getting all the right things and you're being willing to post it makes people feel you know, there's, there's realness there, you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, oh. you're giving permission. I think that's absolutely the right thing to say. <laughs> I mean, I, it frustrates me that we need it, but we do. Mm. So here it is. Full of joy. I mean, really and truly, and you seem very joyous. And I know that not everyone's life is happy. Obviously you've gone through a lot, but you put joy out. So what do we need most right now in this world? I mm. say more joy, but I, you know, there's so many things. What do you think the world there's needs? There's so many things got to come down to some joy and grace for each other we're all so mean everyone's mean to each other and we've just come out of the horrendous two years I just the children the children must be I'm so worried about the kids because I just Mm -hmm. think in a few years they must be traumatized because every adult in the world is scared of something and now we've gone into this horrific war and the access they have to all the images and the news and the fears and you know Already this, these kids have entitlement of, you know, think they need all the information. We just, we grew up, well, I certainly grew up a little bit more protected, whereas kids are exposed to everything so much younger these days. Yes. I don't know. I suppose openness as well. I think if people just had more hard conversations and more honest, it would help. Saying things out loud, nearly everything I post, if you see me post something and there's a message, it's me telling myself that. And I just, you know, once you share it, you realize everybody else feels the same. You're like, well, oh, there you go. You know, and this, I mean, friends in Europe are very, very close to the Ukraine and to Russia. Terrifying. What? He's a freaking madman. It's mm-hmm. properly terrifying with, you know, nuclear weapons. Like Putin, read the room. We're all knackered. Right. You know, we're all, t- we're all tired. Could you not have just given us a little bit of a minute? But then, of course, I guess that's why he's gone for it. Because everybody, he thinks everybody's weak. Uh-huh. But he's, mis- he's misjudged the world. But then in the process, I feel like we all turn on each other somehow. Here's an example. I only promote small women-owned businesses, for example. I, that's what I do. And then somebody had made a comment on my body about me being really skinny. And it said something like, you look like you need to eat a burger. And it just triggered in me because I was, I was really at a low point with my marriage breakup. I wasn't eating. And I was really, really low. And I was really cross and I screenshot it and I just was like really disappointed that uh, you know another woman would comment on my body like that and I posted it I made the error in judgment I'll never do again of, of not removing her comments so the first thing people did was turn go back to the thing to mm-hmm. scroll down the comments to see who had made it and then they all started attacking her yes yeah I felt dreadful and awful and I, I've ended up becoming quite good friends with her because I messaged her. Then she put up a post saying, please stop attacking me. I was really thoughtless. I'm really sorry. And I, so I ended up messaging her. I was like, I'm so, so sorry. It's not what I did. And again, I did it again recently and I didn't mean it. Just posted a, a really shitty comment someone had given me. It was so ludicrous. Yeah. I posted not because I wanted, I wanted sympathy or everybody to tell me I was awesome, but just as an example of what not to do. Like it was just a shitty thing to say. And it was just really sad. And it was really mean. It, again, it turned into sort of like, it felt like the gladiators, everyone, the comments were filled with, 
all these women saying what a dreadful woman she was. (laughs) 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 Right. You know, or we love you so much, you're awesome. And I'm like, no, God, no, this wasn't what it was supposed to be. So I'm learning just not what people need. We don't need any more of that. So, you know, I'm constantly checking myself because, you know, I take my platform, you know, really seriously. And I, especially because I choose to share so much of me that's personal yeah it means I do get a lot of personal comments and direct messages back and people open up to me which I love it's also an extraordinary responsibility you know I don't get a message one night from a woman who was who'd left her husband and she went he's given me the power to leave my husband I'm like oh okay um are you all right are you safe I don't really want that power but then also congratulations like you know if that's what's right for you yeah uh uh-huh I took Susie to the, um, I had a spontaneous decision and went to a night market in Portland the other weekend. And I thought, well, I'd take her out. And the weather was nice. Anyway, took her out. Amazing evening. So everyone's coming on the bus and mm. looking around and asking about her. And I found myself going, well, I've left my husband and I'm going back to England. And everyone was like high-fiving me and going, whoa, yeah, good for you. Sure. And I was like, about halfway through the evening, I went, I've got to stop saying that because I really want to be high-fiving everyone for leaving my husband. It feels really right. <laughs> feel quite wrong. <laughs> it's the natural reaction for people because they want to make sure that you feel good about your decision, but it does come out sort of odd sometimes. Yeah, you're out odd. And then is it, all the women were high-fiving me and all the husbands were looking really traumatized sure. and terrified. And we're like, looking at their wives going, don't have any ideas. <laughs> They could see the glee in their wives' faces. Like, wow, you've actually done something about it. I'm going to stay in my unhappy marriage for another 25 years. And all the husbands are like, let's move along. I always said that I never wanted to be the poster girl for, you know, a happy divorcee. I'm happy that I did it. But then you do have people coming to you telling their story or what was the catalyst for you leaving? And I'm like, no, 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 I, I can't be the thing that helps you. And I don't want to be the poster girl at yeah. all, but you'd have to do what's right for you. But yeah, it works mm-hmm. for some people and <laughs> high fives for us, I guess. I think one of the biggest things I've learned with the separation is I always assumed naively that doing the right thing would feel good. And it doesn't. <laughs> Turns out it doesn't. And invariably the best thing is the hardest and the most painful, which is really annoying. I feel like it should feel better. I'm told it will eventually, but I'm like, oh, when? <laughs> when would that be? That. It will, it will. There will be a moment. Mine happened in the shower. It, I was completely caught off guard. I was just shampooing up my hair. And then all of a sudden, it really felt like a weight just got lifted off of my shoulders. And I realized mm. that I had let go and that I was going to be okay. It was a really... <laughs> special moment. I've never forgotten it. I I can't replicate it. I know how it felt in the moment and it just came, it came and there was no reason for it, except for the fact that I think I was ready. Mm. Oh, I want that moment. (laughs) It's coming. I swear it will come. I don't know where it will be. It might be on the tour. Maybe it'll be back in England. It also could be years from now. That's the other thing. There's no timeline. That's the, that's the whole part of this that is really, is crazy. I feel very naive about it. Well, really, I think I think the biggest shocker has been more the friends. It just shifts every single relationship that you have. Yes. Like I'm having to adjust to the loneliness, which is people just laugh when I say that. I'm like, you know, I'm surrounded by people and, and, and options, but it's not the same as being by yourself. Susie is the first thing I've been responsible for by myself, including Oscar, for as long as I can remember. I've been with a man and relying on somebody else so long. I'm lonely. 
but also I'm getting to do what I want, how I want it, when I want mm. it, but it's still really lonely. And the weirdest thing, is, I think the hardest bit of the loneliness is when good things are happening. Like, you know, I sign a deal with the vibrators and I'm like, yay, I've signed a deal. Anyone, anyone yeah. want to buy me a bottle of champagne and go, yay, let's go out for dinner and celebrate. That's weird that that's the good bits are the hardest. Yeah. See, everything's just really like. It's not how you imagine it. It's not yep. how you think it is, you know. This is it, right? This is living, whatever the feeling is. I'm living and I'm doing the best I can and I really believe in what I'm doing. Feels right. I mean, the tree, I blame the tree. <laughs> it all comes back to the tree. <laughs> the damn tree. This is a tip, actually. Life is, I think life is like the party you don't want to go to. So think about New Year's Eve. Everyone spent all year looking forward to New Year's Eve. And you're all excited. What are you going to wear? And diddle it. Always crap. Everyone gets drunk. There's too much emotion. Fight. It's terrible. It just never works out. Something happens and you don't get to go. I don't know. It never, never lives up to it. So the party you don't want to go to is nearly always the best party. Always. So there's something you don't want to do. Do it because that's where the excitement is you can keep doing the same things the rest of your life or you can force yourself to do the things you don't want to do and see what happens and I guarantee more fun even if it doesn't go well at least it's different and you're living and you're experiencing it's better than just doing the same thing for the rest of your life so go to the party you don't want to go to Thank you to Lou for being my first guest back for season three. She didn't hesitate for a second when I asked her, and it's one of my most favorite conversations to date. You can find all things Lou at Lou and Luland on Instagram, and she's got some super fun merch launching at louandluland.com. She's taking Susie on tour to a bunch of cities across the U.S., and I'm seriously considering getting my butt to Brooklyn to meet up with her on the final stop. If you want to go, keep an eye on her social where she'll post all of the info. Don't you think we all deserve a little Lou party in our lives? Okay, that was the first episode of season three. Looks like we're doing this thing again, and I have so many amazing guests lined up and all the great stories, and I'll be doing an epic giveaway on social for episode 100, so stick around and keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm at This Is It Actually on Instagram and at Jenny Besworth on Twitter. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you showed up and gave me your time and your grace in listening to these stories. I'll be back next week, and I hope you will too. Now go say something nice to someone. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat, cause this is it.